Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lucas and Vincent were not in the mainstream of gay life. I was saving body parts such as uh, skulls. Doesn't it bother you that he's a fag? You have done me a great service. Now I must service you. And the drugs were, were always a, a cry for attention, for somebody to pay attention to me before I, you know, kill somebody. <laughs> You can imagine what it smells like if you go into a closed room. Something is trying to get inside my body. Yeah, she's female and she's waiting for you in the cabana. And you want to sleep with me. Buckle up, sodomites, and welcome to the Sinister Sissies podcast. Your guide to true crime, horror, and everything man-on-man and macabre. I'm Jared, your master of depravity, staring at the beautiful face of my filthy little slave, Sam Hamilton, via Zoom again. Back in lockdown. We're back in lockdown. Master, can I have your consent for something? Yeah. Can I call you cop this episode? <laughs> I'll be cop and you can be kid. So, uh, first of all, a bit of an apology from us. Uh, we're doing another movie episode today. Usually we do a movie one and then a killer one and then a movie one, but we're in lockdown uh yeah in victoria and it's really depressing <laughs> to do research right now so it's it's kind of nice just to watch a movie and then chat about a movie plus it's it's better to vibe off each other in person i think when we're doing the, like the killer dissection so to speak i like to be face to face with this man you know we're recording via zoom today as well so if it's a slightly glitchy recording uh, that's why we're um Going digital, it's like last year. It's retro now. It's all, it's all good. The movie we're talking about today is a kind of exploitation classic from the 90s called Killer Condom, or you get to, see, you get to hear my German this, this, this episode, Condom de Grauin. Oh, God. <laughs> Con- How's your German? Well, I actually was an A-plus German student in high school, um, but I'm not even going to try and pronounce it either. Plus, I don't have the title in front of me, so... Condom de Grand. No, that's French. Okay, I don't know. 
Uh, it's a German film. It's a German horror comedy from 1996 uh, called Killer Condom, directed by Martin Holtz, based on uh, the Killer Condom and uh, another comic novel, uh, Down to the Bones, by Ralph Koenig. Ralph Koenig, uh, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole, is a comic artist and writer um, from the 90s who exclusively made like gay comics. Uh, and they're really interesting. I like recommend checking them out. Um, and there's been a couple of movies, mainly in Germany, uh, based off Ralph Koenig's uh, comics. In a world where safe sex is deadly, it's the killer condom, the rubber that rubs you out. It's from trauma, of course. Killer Condom. Am I right in thinking, Sam, that you had not heard of this film before? You are wrong, actually. Uh, me and my friend used to be quite obsessed with the cover of this movie because we found it on a website and be like, oh, it's Killer Condom. So, you know, this is like a childhood dream coming true right here. My memory is being like a 13-year-old pubescent hornbag and uh, watching Look, the I was SBS, on the verge. <laughs> watching the SBS late night, Friday night uh foreign films you know how you like you you went in the tv guide and you looked to see if it had nudity and sex scenes and stuff um and this had everything so i checked it out and it uh clearly was formative in some ways i think i think i secretly want to be the detective <laughs> from killer uh, it's condom funny because i was thinking during the movie you kind of remind me of the detective <laughs> so there you go and <laughs> I feel like this may be my future. Um, I don't hate it. So, all right. Uh, well, look, he's still pulling in, you know, hot young hustlers. He looks all right as well. For an old man, he had an all right looking bod. I was... Yeah, the was, bod was more than adequate. Yeah, it was an aesthetic. Um, so, interestingly, this film was distributed, not produced by Troma Films. Um, people may know Troma Films as as being the kind of brains behind a number of uh, bad taste and exploitation films in the 80s and 90s. So Toxic Avenger, Class of Newcomb High, Tromeo and Juliet, uh, Terra Firma is another one that comes up. <laughs> All these kind of exploitation films. They're known for like really fucked up. I think in um, the Toxic Avenger, it's like a kid gets his head run over and it's this like really graphic gory like they go for uh exploitation films they go for tits ass gore um and killer condom even though they only distributed it um is very much in there it's a trauma spirit for sure but with a very strong gay twist which i actually wouldn't i had no idea like i wasn't drawn to it when i was young because of that i just thought like it was called killer condom i just found out what a condom was at the time i was still in that phase though where i, I thought when i was young that i would like go to parties in high school and like wear a condom first just so i didn't get anyone pregnant didn't realize you needed to have a boner to you know have the condom remain on so i was i was halfway there well like a quarter of the way there because i wanted to bareback boys actually but whoops but did you ever when you first had access to condoms when you first had a condom did you ever like wank with a condom oh i used to love a... doing it yeah as like a practice run to be like it i better get used to how it was, this works yeah it was the closest <laughs> thing you get to sex and i used to love i used to wear these ones that were like ice cold flavored and oh. they were like really like frost they kind of almost burnt but i liked it my inner status jumping out so yeah, we have a very fond relationship with condoms. Um, 
Not currently on prep. <laughs> um. I mean, it's been a while since, you know, I've seen one. Wow. But, oh, okay. I mean, safe sex all the time. We only promote safe sex. I need to I need to have a look into uh to prep. Uh <laughs> Anyway, after that tangent, uh, Killer Condom, yeah, exploitation classic. I, I mean, I believe the comic that it's based on, and given the time period, we're talking about the early 1990s here, there is a allegory or a, um, a, a lesson in the novel and the movie uh, about HIV and using condoms and particularly punishing gay men and sex workers for their sexual activity. I was going to call it a thinly veiled theme, but it's not thinly veiled in any way. Look, it's, I'd say it's very on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll get to the plot in a second. But what I did want to note um, before we got into the plot points was that the killer condom itself was designed by H.R. Geiger. H.R. Uh, Geiger, who designed the Alien like Alien. Alien. Stuff, right? Yeah, um, they. God. I'm. Someone must I'm have had a friend in a good place. I'm assuming he just sent like a drawing or something, and they based it off that, rather than like. Yeah, I surely did not have the money to get him highly involved. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I assume they like paid him however much money it's required to pay him just to get them a drawing of a killer condom, and it was based on that. And I will say the killer condom looks pretty good, practical effects wise. Sam looks like he's disagreeing with me. No, I'm not disagreeing. No, I was trying to remember. I think it looked, it does look quite good in some in some scenes. It's, it, I like the the autopsy scene. It was quite well done. Sometimes they just have a condom on like fishing wire and are pulling it across the room, which is less good. Um, but yeah, no, I thought like the design of it, the idea of it. I think this works on many many levels. If it's not clear already, I really love this film. Um, I'm surprised it's taken me so long to to watch it again. I have really fond memories of it from when I was a teenager. Um, but when I rewatched it uh, last night, I was just like excited. I, I'm excited by this film. It's completely bizarre in so many ways. It's like a film noir um, set in New York, but everyone's German. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I that took a little while to get used to. But then I was, I was thinking, you know, there are so many movies that are set in like Japan or wherever and everyone speaks English for, you know, no good reasons. So... Yeah, and it's just like suspension of disbelief. Is. This is New York detective who is also German, but also, also Italian. Italian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's constantly talking about Sicily. Like it's all very, um, it's like satire of film noir, but it's not like too jokey. It gets jokey at points, but it's also like unapologetically faggoty, <laughs> and not not queer. Faggity. It's like not trying to make gay people out to be tortured or inspirational or anything like that. It's about like hot men and fucking and all that sort of stuff. And I love it. And making it sound a little more central than I than it was, but it it did have a very liberated. There tone. is a trans character that probably wouldn't fly these days. Yeah, that I would think be there's the a character one. there. Well done, but. But one of the running gags is what what would now be known as dead naming Babette as their former name. But also, like, Babette is, like, an unabashed pervert and, like, calls herself a transvestite. It was like, you know, this is back when we were fun, not like now. Um, I, I, I watch Killer Condom and I'm like... I wanna, I wanna be like a '90s gay. I thought it was gonna be really insulting when we when I started watching it. And it's it wasn't. like a John Waters film, like isn't it? Yeah. It's, 
That's a good comparison. Unapologetically homosexual. Which, Amen to that. Which I, I like. I'm going to go on a rant. I've had a couple of wines. This is my... What was that? What Sam? Sorry, you didn't say. What would you rate this film? What was your opinion of this film overall? I would give it a solid, a solid seven. It was very fun. Um, yeah. Not much to it, and I think it did drag on a little bit too long. I think this could have been better, maybe in a tighter running time, just because it does go for like it's sort of edging towards two hours by the end. I loved the tone. The characters were fun. The dialogue was great. There was a lot of really good deadpan humor, which I appreciated. And yeah, the effects are pretty good. Just it's. They make the most of a very ridiculous concept. Yeah. And there's like there's a lot of like flight, like, you know, condoms being shot at, condoms being inventively murdered, condoms inventively attacking people. You know, we got some good scenes here. A mega condom at the end. So if all of that sounds great to you, uh, DM me on Twitter because you sound amazing. Um, but also uh, feel free to check out the film because we are going to go through you know, the plot to the extent that there is a plot, we're going to go through that uh, beat by beat. The army of condoms have overrun the city. Only one man is brave enough to take on the crazed condom. Uh, so the film opens on the very dodgy hotel, which is kind of the main setting for most of the movie. We have a, what at first I thought was like a professor and college student but I think it's more fucked up than that I think it's a teacher and a high school student um, are entering into a hotel the student is very confused about what's happening once they get into a room in the hotel the teacher she's nine marks short yeah the teacher just gotta earn those marks basically says uh fuck me um and you'll pass which again the sense of humor of that is real fucked but i love it um the teacher uh she, she reluctantly agrees and the teacher puts on a condom and then chomp the killer it's condom strikes its first victim <laughs> uh and so that's a good it was quite confusing because this high school student looks like literally like she's like 34 years old so i was also confused at the start i was like i mean obviously there was a an exploitation of power happening and the condom you know settled that score (laughs) yeah i mean it's more fucked up if she's yeah a high school student she's just an innocent teen girl from farmville oklahoma so we then cut to the police station and we meet our our hero of the film uh detective luigi macaroni uh played by udo samel um who plays this perfectly he plays the even though he's speaking german he's playing the like grizzled cop character throughout this turns out all the cops on the case uh because most of the victims of the condom chomping have been uh clients of sex workers they just think it's like a whole bunch of hookers biting off the dicks of their clients although the exception is a wonderful teen girl from farmville oklahoma macaroni returns to the hotel and speaks to the building manager turns out he knows everyone there because he's a gay man and he's involved in the gay scene we uh hear a a drag show by babette who we meet for the first time babette is referred frequently as a transvestite throughout the film but i think 
retroactively, we would probably call them trans. Yeah, I think definitely because they have. Um, there's the line about how they're undergoing like hormone therapy and stuff like that. So it definitely seems like it wasn't like just for just for performance purposes, you know? Because Babette is like a performer at this city hotel. But she's a, she's a former cop and she's real kinky. And uh, I get the impression that Detective Macaroni kind of uh, lured. Uh, who was back then Bob the cop into the world of, you know, trans and gay depravity. They have an exchange and Babette is obsessed with Detective Macaroni. Yeah, Babette was like me whenever I have a crush on a guy. I was, it was nice to see a character that I could really closely relate to on screen, you know? It's true. He's a, he's a very passionate lover. I am. Um, I am. I, as opposed to me, who just doesn't engage with anyone. Uh, let's not have a psychoanalytic session. Let's move on. We uh, won't. Let's just say I set up Jared with guys all the time and it never works out because Jared doesn't want, want it to. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. My bad. But Detective Macaroni uh, is distracted from Babette's affections uh, because he, he uh, catches the eye of Billy, played by Mark Richter. And this is the only acting credit that I can see of his. Mark Richter also sounds oddly like pornographic as a name, so... I think he My might. My eyebrows are raised. <laughs> Can we look that up right now? Actually, I'm tempted. Okay, well, here we go. Let's just look up Mark Richter porn. He's hot. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, he's hot in an attainable way too. He's got like a nice body, but it was like in the 90s where he didn't have to have like 0% body fat, you know? Yeah. He, no, he's just been in a bunch of gay films. I think he was just a gay actor who maybe got didn't get much done in the nineties. Um, anyway, Mark. Richter, well, he looked good while he was doing nothing. Yeah, it was great. Um, is a rent boy. Um, Macaroni catches his eye and then uh, follows him up to uh, his room. They're kind of enticed by one another. Uh, they start making out, and then Detective Macaroni whips out his dick. Uh, which we learn is 32 centimetres. 32 centimetres. <laughs> How many inches is that? What is 32? Look, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's longer than a ruler. Yeah, there's, a, there's like a shadow cast on his face because of his massive dick. I feel like that dick would actually kill people. Well, Billy looks very scared in that scene. He's like, oh, God, okay. Yeah, luckily the condom intervenes. <laughs> so they start, you know, getting down to action uh, and then all of a sudden, Detective Macaroni notices a condom dart across the room. They uh, eventually see that it's under the bed. It escapes. There's a whole long chase scene against this condom. And then the condom ends up attacking Detective Macaroni and unfortunately eating one of his balls. Um, there's, and there's this great scene. I think I posted it on Instagram because I loved it so much. There's this great scene of... Uh, Detective Macaroni's in the the hospital and his co-worker, who I think his name's Sam, 
um, this like other cop there comes in, Sam, and to look after him. Um, and the working assumption is that the rent boy bit off his balls and Sam says to him, you got involved with a drug crazed criminal call boy again. And it just goes back to a shot of Detective Macaroni with a cigarette calmly in bed. And then there's a no smoking sign next to him. I want to be him so much, Sam. You are him, Jared. I swear. <laughs> I thought it while I was watching it several times. I'm like, this is Jared. <laughs> we got to start getting those rent boys in. And I, I was going to say, start, where, um, where's my hot rent boy? Yeah. I will, I will organize. <laughs> I have a price tag on me, Jared. We can, um, we can, we can be Billy and Macaroni together. It's true. You have a price tag on you. For you, I do. Very low. The uh, the captain at the police station does not believe that uh, there's a killer condom on the loose. Uh, Macaroni, love it. He pulls down his pa- pants really dramatically. Um, he's like, there is a killer condom. It's got three pricks on its conscience, three pricks and one ball. There's uh, some hilarious dialogue as well at one point where his detective partner Sam is saying you could have a normal life you could have a wife and Macaroni's all like I like fair masses not piss flaps and it's just I don't know just an amazing moment and yeah many good slices of dialogue to be had here I don't I don't know why okay this is a really bad quality in me but like gay misogyny hilarious <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> there was all throughout the 90s every gay film had like a gay man who was like you little vaginas blah 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 blah. love it well look it it definitely works in this film anyway (laughs) macaroni and his uh partner sam his cop partner sam are watching a live feed from the hotel this is where we see uh babette getting a bit kinky with a i'm assuming a client maybe babette's doing some sex work on the side like an s&m situation Believe the guys what, called yeah, it. I think the vet said I'm working when he bursts in. So, yeah, um, I think the the client calls himself a, a pig man, and they're hitting each other. Macaroni thinks he sees the condom move, raids in, and ends up just shooting an innocent condom. Cops, there you go. There's a that's another theme. It's talking about police brutality. And there's another great line of dialogue here where afterwards, Babette picks up the condom, and then Macaroni's like, "Don't use that one." It's got a hole in it. Yeah. <laughs> that reminded me, talking about police brutality, I was looking at some of the, like, modern LGBT scholar analysis of this stuff, um, and I saw this one line that really confused me. It was like, um, it dealt with themes of uh, discrimination and sex work and uh, a precursor to the Me Too movement. And I was like, What? Well, do you know what they're referring to? They're referring to the teacher at the start. I mean, I suppose you could read into it that way. I mean, you know, he's about to violate somebody and then a condom bites his dick off. I don't think the writers and directors of this movie gave a shit about any of that at all. No, I don't think that was the intention, but I suppose (laughs) if you had to make that reading, it's possible. So Macaroni's burst in and turns out the killer condom's not there. However, the killer condom has attacked a guy in the other room we then cut to well there's a whole sidetrack thing where the cops are trying to track down billy the rent boy and macaroni's like no i love him blah 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 blah, blah. but we eventually get to a scene where detective macaroni is is in a shower and then babette breaks in and has a <laughs> knife 
It's probably my favorite part. It's like it's like a full homage to Psycho, like Babette bursts in and like bursts punctures through the shower curtain with her knife. Yeah, she's great. Um, but turns out Babette has the killer condom in her bag. Um, there's a tussle, and eventually the condom gets put on the edge of a gas tube and blows up. So the killer condom has been destroyed, or so we think. We then go and there's an autopsy and the uh, forensic pathologist notes that the condom is a genetic hybrid with a fish. Is that the idea? It's like a fish and an eel or something. Look, they used a lot of terms. I was just like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's like movie justification. So the, the condoms are alive. They're not... They're not um, supernatural condoms they're genetically made creatures we then cut to ominously condoms coming out of the sewer grate there's more than one uh and we see a political rally for a conservative politician who pretty sure is meant to be ronald reagan right look one would only read into the not so obvious by not so obvious i mean very obvious subtext and say yes yeah, it's, it's about family values and all those sorts of things. Macaroni visits Babette after their encounter, uh, gives her a travel iron. I don't know what a travel iron is, but that was a nice little touching scene where they bonded with one another. And Macaroni sees Billy going upstairs with a client. They originally have a really tense conversation, but then they both realise they want to be with one another and uh, start fucking in an elevator, which malfunctions for some reason. <laughs> Another one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, the sparks are literally flying. Yeah. And everyone's getting really annoyed that the elevator's not working. And then when they get out and they've been fucking, everyone's like, woo, go you. Except Babette. Babette's heartbroken. Babette is heartbroken. But yeah, they, they clap. Someone has a camera and then someone takes a photo. Like, it's ridiculous. I love it. Uh, so things are looking great between Billy and Detective Macaroni. He got through the chiseled outer layer of Detective Macaroni to find his heart. This is what I need. I need a I need a call boy to. I'm still drilling away. I'm trying. <laughs> um, I'm trying. Uh, the political candidate, the conservative political candidate, is the next victim of a new killer condom. Uh, and we suddenly get news that there's an epidemic throughout the city. And let's let's note too, this these condoms are resourceful. Like they will find your dick. It's not like you don't have to even put the condom on. The condom like gravitates towards you, and it will just whoop, oh, suck you that, up, suck you except dry. Except that poor Spanish homeless woman who it, it attacked her nose because her nose kind of looks reasons. like a penis. <laughs> oh, that's what it was getting at. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, Macaroni visits a hospital where we see all the victims of the, the latest spate of um, killer condoms, uh, and that is where he meets Dr. Doris Ruffleson, who seems like a tangential character, but apparently not. <laughs> also randomly thrown in 90 minutes into this film, I'm assuming, is uh, we learn that a scientist has gone missing uh, Professor Smirnoff, uh, he's gone missing and he has the technology to make killer condoms, just really glossed over. Um, and he had an assistant who was this Asian guy who's also missing, who no, nobody knows. Um, 
look, it's not the best form of film writing to just kind of be like, yeah, it's these people, you know, no. this is what it but is. But I feel like you can deal with it in a film like this though, because it fits the tone of film, just have everything kind of a little bit balls to the walls, you know? Mm. Uh, well, I mean, there is, there's a logic to it. It's more just like they solve it in two seconds. I think it's solved by two, ten- like Detective Macaroni doesn't find out about this scientist or anything like that. It's just two low-level cops that just are like, we found something. Well, look, it, it, fit, it fit the film for me anyway. It was good enough for me. Other tangents that happen, uh, Macaroni's partner, Sam, has to go undercover in a gay bar. And there's a fun little scene where he gives Sam a yellow hanky. See, this is the culture I want to go back to. What happened to the hanky code? <laughs> I, I always wanted to try the hanky code. I remember hearing about it when I was like a teenager and being like, ooh, fascinating. But he tells Sam that yellow means I don't want to fuck, which obviously it does not mean that. And then Sam gets a lot of unwanted attention. He gets pissed on, which, you know, who amongst us has not been pissed on? Have you ever partaken? Have you ever done a bit of piss plea? Well, there's a, uh, I've got a story for you that we'll talk about off podcast. Come on, <laughs> get the people, get the people what they want. <laughs> no, no, I'll, 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 we'll have a, an off podcast chat about that. All right, uh, I look forward to this. Let's, let's finish this episode. I need to know now. <laughs> um... So he, he gets pissed on at this gay bar and then there's a fist fight between the two of them. But there, there's a really touching moment between Detective Macaroni and Sam. They have like a little like, you know, they, they, they respect one another. The homeless Spanish maybe lady, the lady that's speaking a language that no one else understands. Um, I think she's supposed the- to be Serbian. Oh, is she Serbian? No, because... There was some spiel at the end of the film where I swear they say, no matter if you're Serbian or blah, 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 and I thought it was referring to her. Well, Maybe I'm Bill- Billy knows the language. And what ethnicity is Billy? I thought he'd be like... Sexy. Sexy, yeah. Sexy people can speak any language. It's a fact. <laughs> Eventually, we uh, learn that the Asian man, the Asian assistant man, was seen at the hospital um, and the Spanish lady ends up taking uh, Sam and another cop down through the chapel of the hospital where we find this underground lair. Um, Detective Macaroni is walking with Dr. Riffleson when he discovers that actually she's evil and there's an underground lair where they're making these killer condoms. But she's doing it all for God, which... Makes no sense. Isn't science not, you know, science isn't in God's will. That's true. That's true. Science Maybe I is an affront this to God. too much. No, read into it more. People have written several academic papers about this movie, so I think we can overthink it. Do you know, Professor Smirnoff keeps talking about the fact that he works for Red Jelly. Yeah, I've got no idea what that's going to be <laughs> referencing, but he <laughs> demands Red Jelly when he's released. He doesn't care that he's been held hostage. The shackles get shot off in a gunfire by accident and he's like, where's my red jelly? Okay. It's probably the joke that fell the most flat in the film. Yeah. The fact that we're both confused by it is probably a testament to that. I don't hate it. I just, I thought it was referencing a thing that I didn't get, but no, I think it's just ludicrousness. The doctor introduces Dr. Macaroni to the Uber killer condom, uh, which doesn't do much, to be honest. It's kind of easily incapacitated. Um, It looks cool though. Yeah, it does look cool. Uh, And then eventually there's a standoff where Billy is held at gunpoint by the doctor. Um, And this is where Detective Macaroni makes a very grand statement about God 
loving all the degenerates. Um, and that angel imagery at the back, not sure what any of that means. Um, but it was very the, it was very uplifting. It was it's like it was, no matter no matter if you love man or woman, God loves you. Hmm. And who are you to judge? It took a turn. It took an odd turn at the at the end there. Um, but eventually, uh, the evil doctor uh, originally tries to kill herself, but it's a dummy gun. And then she dives into a pool of killer condoms. Um, and just seems to instantly die. Like she just starts yeah. fighting. They don't like devour her or anything. She's just like, I don't I think they have the budget. Now. They, they didn't have the budget to move them, is the only explanation I have for that. Because they're just kind yes, of stagnantly a, there. It was a little lackluster, but it kind of fit it because she was a bit of a lackluster cow. So, you know, moo. And we end with everyone kind of coming together. Uh, Babette and Sam hit it off. So I don't know if that's that's a thing that's meant to go forward. Um, and we have Billy. No, well, Sam, and... Sam says he's not homophobic anymore after after hearing the sermon. Because Babette's lovely. like, you're a bit of a homophobe. And he's like, no, I love everyone after hearing what Detective Macaroni said. Like he was slightly mocking though, wasn't he? I didn't think that was legit. Slightly, yeah, maybe slightly mocking, but you know, they they were hanging out anyways. We also forgot to mention that Billy actually helped, Billy um, bravely saves Detective Macaroni at the last moment by like whacking the condom with a pole or something. Or, like, oh, a yes. It. Sorry. Billy did play a role. I was just, I just want to look at him. I don't really want to. Uh, yes, he did. He did help. He did help. But Detective Macaroni kind of saved the day with his sermon. Um, and we end with Detective Macaroni and Billy together. And Macaroni decides to quit his job, of which the captain is like, you'll be back. And then we fade out. But not before Macaroni says he's having second guesses about quitting because he likes it when Billy calls him cop. And then Billy's like, I'll always call you cop, no matter what. It actually warms my heart. I love you do an American accent, even though they're speaking German. I think it's because it was overwrought dialogue. My default in my head is to go to American. I like that. I like that. Use a condom and it probably won't kill you. (laughs) Safe sex, everyone. Wrap it up. Even if you're on prep because there's an increase in syphilis, gentlemen. Otherwise, it won't be a condom eating your dick, but it might be like some nasty chankers or whatever they're called, those syphilis sores. Because they can leave scarring. Look, that's like a Sinister Sissy's PSA right there. That's the PSA. Don't have sex. Thank you for listening to the Sinister Sissies podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Sinister Sissies. You can follow me on Twitter at Jared Bartle. That's Jared with a Y. You can follow Sam on uh, Sinister underscore Sissies on Instagram. That's Um, it. My brain's not working. I've had too many wines. Uh, And uh, I would really appreciate, we would really appreciate uh, for you to consider supporting us on patreon um we're no longer on a network so it's really helpful if you could support us in that way and um, not because a- we got cancelled the network went under no, the network <laughs> went under we were doing fine uh acast also has a supporter feature if you want to make a one-off donation to the program until next time though stay sinister